Well, listen, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm really excited about what we're going to do this morning because we're, we're, we're landing the plane and wrapping up this series called Inconvenienced. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it means that, that really the gospel means that we have an inconvenienced life. And God has much to say on it. But before we do this, and really this is going to be a part of the message today. In fact, I'm going to kind of let you guys preach the message today. Is that all right? Okay, all right. So let's have uh, those that I've called on to have testimonies. We got some testimonies this morning. Y'all want to hear some testimonies of what God's up to? Awesome. Y'all come on up, ladies and gentlemen. Where's Chris? Where's big Chris? There's big Chris. He's strong. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa, I missed. Guys, this should have been 20 guys jumping up here. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Got it? Got it. Okay. Guys, man, epic fail right there. All right. We got testimonies. First of all, we're going to start with, we had big stuff going on lately. We had Campus Harvest in Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina. Woohoo! Amazing. Literally, they streamed it online. So I watched, me and Annette watched about six hours of streaming video. Not video, it was live, watching six hours of it. And I mean, literally, the, the presence and power of God was I didn't know it could come through the Internet. Anybody know the power of God? I, I, I thought a lot of things come through the Internet, but not the power of God. But it was amazing. And uh, so we watched and we cried and we prayed and prayed for you guys that God would just kaboom you. And apparently he did. So uh, it was amazing. Over 2,000 students gathered together, college and university students, gathered together from all of our campus chapters uh, with every nation from all over, even some international coming over, gathering together in Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina for praise, prayer, powerful word. Uh, Josh McDowell was there speaking. I love, I love Josh. And so anyway, an amazing time. We got to be sort of a part of it. So, so I'm going to let them share testimonies. But then this weekend we had our Women of the Word retreat. Come on, ladies. Strong. I wrote on, I posted on Facebook last night, I said, man, I don't know what you ladies did to Annette, and she's always been hot to me, but she came back on fire. I mean, like, just tore up for God, and she's been crying ever since. She's a wreck. She's crying all morning. I'm, look at her. She's crying right now. I'm the one who's always crying. I mean, I'm, we're watching Undercover, you know, Boss and Extreme Home Makeover, and I'm the one crying. She's over there going, God, you're such a baby, you know. Revoke your man card, you know. So I'm now she's wrecked. So, so uh, anyway, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> God, she's messed up for God. Amen. Now, so I wanted some testimonies because I really want I want you to know the life of what's going on, not just always in this building. Amen. So we're going to start with the women women of the word. So good to see Miles here this morning. By the way, he's got a big old smile on his face. Woohoo, Miles! Miles is the man. Look at him. He's laughing. He's having a good time today. Awesome. So, um, so I'm going to let the ladies from Women of the Word share first, and then we'll, we'll land with Chris, and then Anna share last, and then I'll just share an exhortation. Then what we're going to do is we're going to open the altar because I believe God wants to minister to people today. Okay? So let's just be prepared. We've been ministering to him. He wants to give back. Amen? It's going to be beautiful. Let's just start with Robbie down here. I wasn't really supposed to be up here, but I just, the Lord showed me some little something this morning, and yet it's huge. You know, we heard testimonies of ladies at the retreat, and it's like, you know, here in church, you don't hear people's testimonies, and it was like, wow, I didn't know they went through that, and oh, man, and they came out, and the Lord showed me this morning, first of all, what we preached so strong was connection is protection. 
But what he showed me is, yeah, they had great testimonies, but they came out not smelling of smoke. And if you're not connected, you don't know that. You don't know where we've been and come out of and where we're walking through and we're going to come out on the other side and we're not smelling of smoke. Um, I'm just going to piggyback a little bit on what Robbie said um, about connection is protection. I got a chance to lead um, kind of a small discussion group. It involved all the ladies, but there were seven of us who uh, shared our testimonies. And uh, one of the ladies actually asked me right after. She said, how did they pick those ladies for um, to get up and speak? And I said, well, I picked them. And she said, well, how did you pick them? And I said, God gave them to me. Um, and so it was really important for me to pick ladies that got, or for God to pick ladies that had something to say that everybody could benefit from. And that's exactly what they did. And, um, you know, I don't know how many of you know me personally, but my husband could attest to this. I'm kind of a perfectionist. I analyze things over and over in my mind, and it drives him crazy. And so when we left the women's retreat, he asked me how did things go, and I told him, really good, you know. And, but, but I wish I had said this, and I wish I had said that, and I had this plan. I lost my paper. I was the one who created the paper. I lost it. Um, <laughs> but I prayed for the Lord to really give me what, what he wanted me to say. And so when I was telling him that, the Lord just said to me, just stop. Like you said exactly what I wanted you to say. Um, and then when I got the text message from Pastor Annette last night to say, can you give your testimony tomorrow morning, I thought. And then the Lord said to me, okay, now I want you to say the piece you didn't say. And it's really short, but the biggest thing is about the connection being protection is that when we first moved here, um, my husband's in the Air Force, and we were stationed in Maryland for 10 and a half years, which is where we're from. Um, so we never left home. And we got here, um, and when we first got here and we joined the church, maybe about three months after we moved here, and then he deployed a month after that. So he didn't really get connected in the church, and I did. And I'm going to tell you, I was a stay-at-home mom for the first time. It didn't last very long, but <laughs> I did try it. Um, and the women of the word saved my life, um, really. Like I, and, and probably my marriage. We weren't really having marital problems during that time. But for the first time in my life, I saw why women wanted to go home. Um, it is very scary to be dropped somewhere where you don't know anybody. Um, and you're not connected. And I started coming to Women of the Word on Thursdays, and that's when the, the leader, the men, would babysit. And God bless them, they babysat and ate for me. Um, and it gave me a break. But that, that really was connection. I didn't know these ladies. I didn't know anybody. I didn't really feel like I even had anything in common with them. And the Lord showed me that it doesn't matter the similarities, the differences, whatever. Connection is protection. And I got connected at that time. And then when he got back, he got connected. And it's been like that ever since. So please find somebody, whether you were at the retreat or not, it's okay if you weren't. We're all here. Um, all of us who were there, we had sheets where we talked about the similarities where people got to sign up with people who have children in the same age group. So get connected with a life group. Get connected with someone who sits next to you. Get to know them because connection really is protection. So. Great. I'm going to walk you down. Golly. Hello. Hi. Uh, my name is Magali, and I went to the women's retreat. Um, and God just blew me away because I was actually like the MC to the women's retreat, and I didn't know that until like going 
to the women's retreat. I was like, I don't remember us saying that I was going to do that. And you're like, yeah, we told you like three times. And you nodded your head. Yes. I was like, then I wasn't listening. And so, um, so like, I was like really nervous because I'm not, I just, I don't get on stage. Like, it's just like not my thing. And so, but like, and so, <laughs> and, and so, um, but the Lord just like, moved in me like in just crazy ways of just like even though I was just like introducing or giving away gifts it's just like God just gave me this just like boldness and I was like oh I didn't even know I have this this is awesome and so uh just like the women there just their vulnerability uh just 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 to being open and everything was just so awesome and just like just encouraged me to see women not being like your typical you know worldly women of oh they're like cry babies all they do is cry like the women there the women that were at the retreat were just so strong and just encouraging and just like lifting up like it was just amazing just to see that and um for Lakeisha um whenever I was one of the seven ladies that gave my testimony um and it was the first time I gave my testimony of what I've been through um of like, like a year ago and um I've never shared anybody that I I've talked to people about it like one-to-one but never to like a group and Pastor Nett was like it's time it's time and I'm just like no it's not but listen to your pastor and so I spoke so I spoke and um during like whenever I was like talking about my testimony and the trials that I've been through and the heartache and everything um whenever I was talking, I realized that I wasn't crying. And I even, like, said it to, like, the lady. And I was like, I'm doing so good. Like, I'm not crying. This is awesome. And it just showed me that, like, the Lord has healed my heart beyond my expectations. And um, and I just know that, like, there are several people, women and men here, um, where you are healed beyond your beyond, like, you're healed beyond, like, what you realize. And it's time to remove those bandages because um, you have bandages on right now, and there is no scar, there is no blood. Take it off. Like, you're completely healed. Like, there is no scar. Like, you're whole and you're complete. And so I just want to encourage you in that and to walk in that, because you are healed beyond, you know, because I am living proof of that, and so I'm just, I'm awesome, and I, not I'm awesome. <laughs> retrack! Retrack! <laughs> I'm humble. Oh my gosh. I didn't mean to say that. I meant, oh my gosh. I feel so embarrassed now. Um, I didn't mean to say that, but like, it's awesome just to see um, how, um, oh my gosh, focus. Um, I just, (laughs) it's just so awesome just to see um, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And um, we, I've heard that scripture since I was like five of the joy of the Lord is your strength and there's songs about it and everything, but you really not until you walk it out, you realize there's a difference of knowing God's truth and actually walking it out and living it out. And so the joy of the Lord is your strength because I'm just happy all the time and it's just like great and it's just awesome. So yeah, I just want to encourage you in that and I'm done. Love ya. Here, let me help you down. Let me do this. Here we go. All right. We're going to have... Little Chris is going to share. Come over here, little guy. This is Chris Harold. God's been doing amazing things in his life. I was warned by, by Alan, our campus pastor, that if I handed him the microphone, that it was over. So, so I'm just setting this up for you. So just I'll help you shoot your approach when it's time, okay? All right. All right. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, just um, I went to Campus Harvest uh, 
last week, and I went in kind of with kind of just kind of like God just really moved something in my life. I really just changed me because He's already been changing me so much. But I just wanted to kind of encounter that really would just set me on this path that I couldn't go from. And I was like, well, we want to get to the conference, you know, I'm going to get fired up. We had to worship. And God was just telling me, like, I don't need to wait till we get to the conference. I'm going to start on the bus right there. And so <laughs> just talk with people on the bus. People were sharing their testimonies. And we're telling stories and everything. It was really just so uplifting that God was already moving way long before the conference. Just showing me that God can move anywhere. You have to go to, like, some conference. You can't go to some faraway place. You can get God right here, right now. And so... Just coming back, I was like, I cannot let this, I can't keep this to myself. Because it's like, if there's a light on the hill, you put a bowl over it. Like, what's the point of the light? And so for me, it's just like, I have to share with everybody. I don't care if they're younger than me, if they're older than me. Because I have this fire that, like, it can be contagious because God is so powerful. He can move through anybody. And so for me, it just really set my path on just, I was running for a long time about a call I felt in my life to go into ministry. And I was just wrestling with that. Like, is this really what I want to do? I want to be a lawyer. I want to do all this, yada, yada, yada. And, like, God really put on my heart, like, I'm going to make your heart so that you cannot feel satisfied doing anything else or preaching to other people. And so just moving on this path, it's like, now I'm just going full in. Just, I'm just, I've already changed my major and everything, and I'm just going in. And so just really on fire with the spirit, and I just want to come back, and I just, I just have this heart for people. Like, like, looking at people out there who are just they're trying to come through. And trying, I'm just like, God, do you, do you realize what's going on today? Like, God woke you up today that we're here today worshiping. There's people all across the world, he would die to be in our seats today. And so I just encourage y'all just to worship the Spirit and just praise God and don't be ashamed and don't be afraid of what other people think. If you're up here dancing, if you're up here crying, if you're anything, because it's just you and God. You don't need to worry about anything else because God brought all of us a long way. The stuff he's brought me from is ridiculous. And, like, just think about how good he is to me and how he's blessed me coming to the school and with finance and my family. It's, like, it's, it's incredible. And so coming on this trip and seeing people that in my group, especially, like, Anna here, who was just really just shy and kind of quiet. Now she's like, she's like, has this fire that's incredible. And it just showed me that, like, you know, for a long time, I grew up Church of Christ. And so a lot of times, like, women and stuff didn't have much role. But just coming down and just seeing new light, it's like, like, women just have as much fire as men do. And I want, I want to, like, uplift that because one of my biggest things in, in this age is that a lot of guys are kind of not taking the roles. They're not manning up, right? And that just bothers me because it's like, well, all the women are stepping their game, and what about the men? And then they got to find <laughs> and, and so, and so a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of women out there, like, they're looking around for guys and, like, boys, stuff like that. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm trying to tell them, like, look, look, quit playing around with these boys. Go after God, and he'll bring a man to you, right? And so... I'm just really excited and just really trying to get men just to come back and just understand the role and uplift, encourage women too, because just we're all one body, one everybody has gifts, men, women, children, and the biggest thing I don't know what Prophet said it, but it was like he was like, I'm in my youth, like I can't be used, and God's like, Are you kidding me? I can use anybody, okay? I used David who had a, who had adultery. I used Moses who thought he couldn't speak. I used Abraham who doubted me. I used all these people. I use Paul who used to kill Christians, so he can use anybody in here for the fire. And if you want the spirit and the flame and the passion of God in your heart and the joy of your heart, all you have to do is ask in faith, and he'll give it to you. It's very simple. It's simple, so I'll leave you out with that. So strong. So strong. Yeah, I think he's got a little preach in him. What do you think? Just a little bit? 
On the bus ride there, four students got born again and two got baptized in the Holy Spirit. On the bus ride there. That's before they ever got there, and it just got crazier after that. So I want to introduce to you Anna. And so Anna is going to share testimony. God encountered her there at Campus Harvest as well. First of all, I just want to say um, I am extremely excited to share this story with you guys. Um, I have not, kind of like Chris, I have not been able to stop talking about this since I got back from the trip. Um, And that is not something that is normal for me. I have been a Christian for a very long time, uh, but I have not spoken about God to everybody for the entire time I was a Christian. Um, but I, ha- it is like leaking out of me. Like I cannot contain it. Um, so I, and I, okay, we're going to get kind of personal this morning and I hope that's okay. But, um, when I was praying about what I should speak about, cause God messed up a lot of areas in my life this weekend. So I wasn't sure which part to share. Um, but this is the part that he really laid on my heart. So I'm just going to go with it. Um, two things that I need to set this up with. Uh, first of all is that, um, I have not believed in the power of God for a very long time. Um, I grew up in the Church of Christ, and that they don't speak about the power of God very much. Um, and then with my own personal experience, I really didn't believe that God had any power. I just didn't believe he was very interactive in our lives. Um, and the second thing that I need to say is that I've had a very, very difficult semester. Um, I was, I've seen a counselor, I slam, and um, as she diagnosed me with a clinical anxiety disorder and uh, just all sorts, just a lot of mess. Um, so that's kind of what set up my, uh, my trip to Campus Harvest is I'm, I'm at this really low point in my life. Um, and I actually emailed my counselor like the week before Campus Harvest. And I was just, it was really down. I was like, you know, this is the lowest I've ever been. I don't know what to do. Um, and, and so I was, I was there. And then um, Alan kept bugging me about going to Campus Harvest. And I didn't really want to go. I, you know... <laughs> I kept fighting it. I was making excuses, and I was like, I can't go. My mom's coming this weekend, and, you know, I have stuff to do. And um, so I finally signed up on Wednesday before we left on Thursday. And so it was like really his last minute. Um, but the healing actually began that Tuesday, um, and this just completely rocked my world. And I know it's not actually technically part of Campus Harvest, but it's part of my testimony. So here we go. Um, I was at Ignite, which is the um, – college campus ministry that we do at ACU, and um, Alan and Lindsay Motes lead that, and uh, so I was there, and they were talking about Campus Harvest, and I took uh, Alan outside, and I was like, I can't go to this, I, you know, and I, like, you know, listed out my excuses, um, and then I started to cry, just, you know, kind of a mess, and I, and he asked if he could pray over me, and I was like, mm, I guess, you know, like, what's it gonna do, probably nothing, but I said yes, um, a lot of faith there, yeah, <laughs> And, but he laid his hands on me, and he started calling these things out that I had never shared with him. Um, and I know this is, I hope this isn't freaking anybody out, but it kind of freaked me out, but it was great. Um, and, uh, I mean, things that only my parents know. I mean, it's very, very personal things. Um, and he was saying, like, in the name of Jesus Christ, this needs to stop, and this needs to stop. And Satan isn't going to have dominion over this and this and this. And, I mean, I'm sobbing. Like, I could not control it. I just was, like, heaving. Um, and he's, you know, he stopped praying, and, like, I just was, I physically felt different. Like, I, I just, I can't even explain it. It was supernatural. Um, and so I didn't tell anybody, because I was like, that was weird. Like, I don't know what just happened. I was like, oh, okay. But then I was like, maybe I should go this weekend. You know, something's going on. 
so, um, so I went, and uh, I was one of those people on the bus that <laughs> they were like, who wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I was like, me. Oh, my gosh, me. I, was like, I don't even know what it is. Like, I wanted it. Um, but it, it changed my life. I mean, I... Um, and the whole weekend was kind of like I wrestled with God over all this disbelief that I have had that I have just really just put under the rug because I didn't want to deal with it and I didn't know how to reconcile it. Um, but this weekend, God kind of like woke me up and said, you've got to face this or we can't go any farther. Like either it's going to be a shallow faith and you're not going to get anything out of it or you're going to wrestle all of these things. It's going to be tough, but we're going to go somewhere. and I'm going to take you somewhere. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and so the, it was not necessarily a good, I wouldn't say it was like a really great, super happy weekend. Um, it was really rough for me. <laughs> Everyone else was like, oh, this is wonderful. I was like, oh, this is so difficult. You know, I'm wrestling all this stuff. But then uh, Friday, it was Saturday night. Saturday night was the last night that we were there. And I was really, I was begging God to help me overcome this disbelief that I've been struggling with. And I didn't necessarily feel a difference that night. But, man, I woke up the next morning, and Kristen Pitney can uh, testify to this. I woke up with the joy of the Lord. Like, I was just like, good morning. How's it going, you guys? And, like, just, I was just different, just like a different person. Um, and, I mean, like, I've never had a transformation that was that. I mean, I've, I've felt God before, um, but I've not, not, not like that. I mean, I've never, uh, I've never had him change my life in such an incredible way. Where, I mean, like, I really can't stop talking about it. Like, um, but I just, um, so then I come back and really just feeling completely different in every part of my life. Like, I, people are asking me what's different. People were like, Anna, what happened to you this weekend? Like, you're different. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ came into my life and he messed me up, like, for the gospel. Like, it's great stuff. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and so then I, like, I had my counseling appointment on Thursday, and I was not sure what I was going to say. I was real nervous about it because it's like, look, I know that last time we talked, I was really not doing well. But um, God kind of swooped into my life and fixed it all. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Because I, mean, I didn't, so I went in. I, didn't, I don't know her theology, my counselor, and I, I was kind of, I was, I was really nervous to say all of this. Um, and so... I was like, well, um, I actually am doing pretty good. Uh, I actually uh, had an encounter with God, and uh, he, he fixed it all. So, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was just like, well, what do you do? You've got, like, my counselor, and then I've got, like, the ultimate counselor. So he's, I mean, really, I, I, I don't know. Uh, and, <laughs> But, and it was, it was really, it was just, I, just a testimony to, um, I just think, I don't know. She, she said, okay, that's great. She was like, we're going to continue on like you are on medication. We're going to continue on like this has been fixed because God has fixed it. I mean, like, I, does that not rock your world? Like, I was so excited about this because I grew up where God didn't have any power and God couldn't fix anything. You had to rely on man and you had to rely on medication and you had to rely on, you know, like, I, it's just, my life is completely changing because of this. I just want to. I just feel like, I just feel like I have to tell people because I feel like people are missing out, you know? Like, I didn't know about this for so long, and I just, I just want to tell you guys. So, there you go. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Sorry, so long. The end. That's so awesome. I'm so proud of you. Help me out here. Wow, I think we should praise the Lord over that. Amen. Transformation. Transformation.
Got a couple of pictures I want to show you. Just I want to just, just go ahead and have the worship team make your way up. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and just just get back into worship. So once you bring up the picture of the of the light, the girl praying over the guy on the street. This I, I saw this and I just it's so this picture just absolutely. Uh, obviously, it's photoshopped. I mean, but it, it's an image for me of what I would love to see become the normal Christian life for us that we would take some shots and not be afraid because of so concerned that God might not show up that we miss and don't even allow the opportunity for God to show up through us. And, and so that, that picture is just, I want, I want that to burn in your mind just for a moment. Let that sink in your gray matter. And just, just let that image of that young person on a street praying for this guy. I don't know the result of that. I don't know what happened. I actually snagged that off of a video that I saw. And the image just captured me. In fact, I made it my screensaver on my computer and my phone because I want to be reminded that, that the gospel is for out there. It's so easy in church to kind of just make it for, oh, we're going to have a great church service. We're all gathered together. And we sing. And we walk away feeling good. But then we get up on Monday morning, and it's just back to whatever. And we want what happens here to be transformational, just like Anna shared. We want change. We're not satisfied with having a good service. We're not satisfied with filling the place up. We're not satisfied with with just having great worship, although we love and and welcome all those things. We want to see life change in people, and we want to see life change in this city, and we want to be the catalyst and we thank God for Beltway Park. We thank God for Pioneer Drive. We thank God for, for, uh, for, for Fountain Gate and for the river. We thank God for what God is doing in every church in this city. But we want to say like Isaiah, here am I, send me. Here we are, Lord. Use us. Use us. We're the best material to be used because we're messed up. We're, just, we're a motley crew here. Amen? So it's like, God, we're like the best material for you to get glory from. So God, use us. I want to show you now the second picture because there's a, don't don't do it yet. There's a problem. We we often say we want more power. Amen. I don't know about. Do you want more power? Do you want to? You want God to work through your life? Absolutely. There, there's a problem though, and there's there's a prerequisite for power. It's found in Matthew chapter five verse eight, and it says this: "The pure in heart shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God." So the prerequisite is a pure heart. The word pure means to be unstained, to be free from contamination, to be untainted. But so, so the thing I want to I just land the plane with and help you understand is that, unfortunately, we cry out for more of God, but we're unwilling to lay anything down for it. We want God to bless us and bless us indeed, kind of like the prayer of Jabez, as though there's, no, there's nothing that has to happen on our part. We just want the supernatural without understanding we have to do some things in the natural. Okay, What I'm talking about are, are two words that nobody in America likes to hear, purity and holiness. Because it's not cool in contemporary church to talk about these things. It's not cool because, you know, we want to be relevant. We want to make sure we connect with culture, and and we want to make sure that we don't scare the seeker off. Let me tell you something. Anybody who's really seeking after God, their life is probably a wreck. They've been staring down the bottle, down down the neck of a Jack Daniels bottle or the butt end of 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 a reefer, and they need God. 
They don't need the gospel to be made easy and palatable. They need transformation. And I remember when I was 18 years of age, I was at that point and, and doing all those things. And I needed, I needed a collision with truth. I didn't need somebody to make it easy for me. I needed somebody to speak the truth. And when I heard the truth, my spirit inside responded to it. 18 years of age, I gave my heart to Jesus. So there's some things that clutter up and get in the way because it's the pure in heart that will see God. Do you want to see God? You've got to be pure. You will not see a greater measure of the things of God. And you will not rewrite your history in God until you embrace purity and holiness. I want to show you a picture up here, and some of you will know what this is. Uh, We've named this Chupacabra. You see that rat? That rat was how long, Josh? 13? No, how long? 13? Didn't you measure it? I thought you measured it. See the guy's hand. That's Josh's hand, by the way. Just kidding. That's the plumber's hand. Some of you may recall a few months ago, our bathrooms were overflowing every Sunday. And we were just like, I mean, we could not figure out what was going on. So we called out the guys, and they came out with their scope. And, and this is what they found in our sewer system. So we named him Chupacabra. When the plumbing is stopped up, when there's an obstruction, there's no flow. And those of you ladies that were using our facilities knew there was, some, there was a flow issue down there. It stunk. It reeked. And then when they pulled this thing out, you can imagine it stank. <laughs> or as Lazarus in the, New King, in the King James, it stinketh. He stinketh. So... I want to say something to you because a lot of us are running around with stuff like this in our life and the system's clogged up and yet we're crying out for God and then we're mad at God because he doesn't show up. We're upset with God because he won't play on our terms. Because it's okay for that Christian to do that. Do you know there may be some things that God calls you to if you're going to go to a new place in him where he may even say to you, others may, but you cannot. You say, well, that's a double standard. Well, so what? He's God. He can write any standards he wants. And so I want to encourage you today as as we land the plane here and we just kind of open up and worship. We're going to open up the altar. We're going to have communion. Uh, You can just come at your own just free and, and take that. But let me say something. Do you want more of him? Because at the end of the day, we all have all of God we really want. Let me say that again. We all have all of God we really want. And you can get upset with me and think, who are you? You're telling me I can't do this, I can't. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying how much of God do you want? Because to the degree that you're willing to walk in purity and holiness, that will be to the degree that God will manifest his presence to you. Because his presence will not come apart from purity, and his power will not come apart from his presence. So it's purity, presence, and power. I don't know about you, but I want more. And if that means others may and I can't, then I'm just going to stop. Because I want to be a pure vessel through which God can work. 
Let me tell you, the reason I wanted to land our, our, our series on this is because holiness is inconvenient. You may have to say no when everybody around you is saying yes. Are you hearing me, young people? You may have to say no when everybody's saying yes. Well, my other friend's a Christian, but they do it. Well, let me tell you, are they walking in power? Do you see authority on their life? Do you see a passionate witness flowing out of them? Do you see transformation? Power and authority. Do you want more? Power is when you catch the wave of God's move. And when we're in a, in a scenario like this where there's a corporate grace, we catch the wave. Authority is when you create the wave. Authority is when you understand who you are in Christ, your position, your identity. You understand the Word of God, and you know that not only does the Word work, you know how to work the Word. And you understand that, that though power is a wave we catch, and we're going to catch it right here. We're catching it today. But authority is a wave you create. And I don't want to just be powerful. I want to walk in authority. Amen? Because it's ours. Jesus paid the highest price for this for you and me. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Let's bring the lights down. Father, we just honor you. And Father, the two powerful images, one of a young person praying in faith and believing and in public, unashamed. And the other image, Father, of, of just ultimate filth, ultimate, ultimate disgust. Father, I want the first image. I, I, I want that to be us. I want that to be us as a church, unashamed of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we're not just, we're not just trying to stir up weirdness. We don't want to be flaky. God, we just want to be powerful. We just want to be used. We just want to make a difference. Because according to the Bible, we can and we should. And it's not only our privilege, it's our responsibility. So, Lord, I'm asking you. Father, just as Pastor Julio saw that wave coming in, Lord, I ask you to release that wave into this house. Release that wave into this place. Release that wave into our hearts. That, Lord, we'll get carried by this thing. That we'll literally be caught up in it. Father, our motive would be love. Always. Always.